0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe Podcast. Today, on one of two episodes that will be coming out in the next 24 hours, myself and Aaron McGowan will be talking about Season 2, Episode 12 of the Crosshair Show. Wait, no, this is the Bad Bat Show, but today we're focusing on Crosshair in a really emotional episode that we'll have so much to say about right after this commercial break. Welcome back, and happy Star Wars Day, everybody. Uh, Wednesdays are pretty much all Star Wars, all day. My uh, social media feeds are, are full of commentary about both The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. And Aaron, I want to start by just asking you, what do you think of having both of these great shows that we're so invested in coming out at literally the exact same time?
1: It's, it's a lot. Like, I just don't know where to begin. I mean, I will say yeah. my overall commitment is first and foremost to The Bad Batch. I mm-hmm. watch that right away in the morning and um, The Mandalorian like my whole family really loves that so I oh, have nice. to wait until the evening so we can all watch it together. Okay. It works. It's kind of nice. We didn't do that last week obviously but Yeah. It's kind of fun to like watch it with like my parents who really oh my god last week on The Mandalorian they don't know what pergolar. are. They have no idea. Oh nice. my dad nice. was like telling my mom he was like oh this is important when they were like in hyperspace because he had watched it first too and mm-hmm. then there was the Pergil, and I was like oh my god space whales and he goes no they're squid and I was like I gotta shut up right now like I can't say anything else <laughs> about these pergola like I'm so excited to see what the experience for people who haven't seen the animated show is gonna be like
0: yeah uh, well if you wanted that Uh, If you check out the episodes, I I wish I could have you on everything, but uh, the episodes I'm doing on The Mandalorian, Ashley Coffin, who's been, she's the co-host of the MCU cast and of Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, she's been with me since the beginning on Mandalorian. She's helping me cover The Mandalorian Season 3, and she hasn't seen those, so we're getting a lot of that great, like, her perspective, so definitely check out those episodes. I ask about it because... I will say, I'm someone who watched both, and in this case, I'm happy I watched The Mandalorian first, because The Mandalorian episode was great, but this episode was so emotionally wrought that I think if I'd watched this first, I wouldn't really have taken in much The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I go on social media, because I like to talk about these things, and there's, I'm jumping back and forth, I'm discussing one, I'm discussing the other. It's kind of fun that Wednesday is just going to be all Star Wars all day, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, I'm kind of... I, I, I'm feeling like I wish they were breaking it up some more. You know, that it was like one comes out Monday, one comes out Thursday. And I know that Wednesday is just the Disney Plus day now for either MCU or Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm curious, like, what other fans think? Because I think, I think it's very easily understandable if you totally love it, having both of these out at the same time. I feel like there's so much to digest that I kind of wish we were getting, like, one couple days break, and then the other.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree, because, like... Just what it's going to look like for me is I'm going to be always watching Bad Batch first because, you know, I'm on the podcast and also, like, I just... Clones. Um, (laughs) Yep. And then, yeah, it's just going to look like The Mandalorian taking a back seat for the first half of its season, which is kind of a bummer, you know? I'd love to have a day to, like, oh, this is Mandalorian day. This is Bad Batch day. But, yeah, yeah, same thing. Like, I understand that that's kind of just their day. Wednesday's our Disney day, you know?
0: Pretty much. I'm also seeing a lot of commentary. And, and just to be clear, although I've seen The Mandalorian, we won't be spoiling anything about it today. We're just talking about these two things coming out at the same time. Um, I'm seeing a lot of posts. I, I think it's very natural that now people compare the two. And each week are like, oh, my gosh, this week, this one was better. That one was better. Oh. And they feel like such different shows to me with such different. Like, I think they do have different audiences, but the audiences overlap quite a, quite a large bit, as both you and I are testament to. But they're just, they're doing different things. And, and comparing them seems kind of silly to me. And I think having them on the same day encourages that, too.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. That's, why would you compare the two? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They're just very different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, well, let's dive into the Bad
0: Batch. That's what we're talking this week. And as I kind of joked about, we, d- we, we get an episode about a member of the Bad Batch. This is our Meanwhile on... Uh Chop Hair uh Chop Hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Crosshairs Planet. Uh what'd you what you think overall of this story? Oh
1: it hurt my feelings. Yeah. I will say every day er every week, just the Bad Batch makes me like clones more and more. Like every single Wednesday I'm like I was already obsessed with them, and now I'm simping even mm-hmm. more. Like, I just care yeah. so much, and this show is really hurting my feelings. <laughs> hmm
0: The way you could give us... This is what, like, the third or fourth time this show that we've been introduced to a character who dies by the end, a, a clone, and we care... So, I mean, I, I cried when, when Mayday died. You know, a character mm-hmm. who we hadn't met until this episode. And this is, like, the third or fourth time... And it's just such a testament to the writing, to D. Bradley Baker's voice acting, to everything about the show, that it, and, and we're talking about Crosshair for sure, but just starting with Mayday, like, I got so wrapped up in his story, and I could feel his pathos so much about this just horrible situation he'd been placed in, and that he, he died knowing that he was dying for a cause that cared so little about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really sad. And it's just the worst because he was so self-aware of it, too. Like you said, like he knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going on. You know, he had that whole little speech to Crosshair when they found out that the thing that they're guarding on this forsaken planet where Mayday and his men have been fighting raiders for a year just trying to, like, survive this Hoth-like planet. And they don't even know what they're guarding. And turns out it's just Stormtrooper gear. Right. And they could have been using that for themselves the whole time. You know, Mayday's armor is beaten up. He has it wrapped with, like, cloth to be warmer. He has a bunch of, like, repairs on it. Like, they are working with the worst of the worst. And if they had just opened one crate, they would have been helped so much. Yeah. And what he says when he finds that is he says, I wish we had had the proper equipment for this. But the Empire ignored... Oh. Nope, sorry. That's the wrong wrong quote. (laughs) No problem. Anyways, he said, New gear for their shiny new military, and we get all the scraps. After all the clones have done, all we've sacrificed, we were good soldiers, we followed orders, and for what? Yeah. And just using that same phrasing that Crosshair has used in an opposite way so much, just like, Mm -hmm. it was the perfect way to drive it home for him. Where it's like, yeah, Crosshair, this is someone who does believe the same thing as you. He does believe that he's a good soldier and he believes that he follows orders. This is exactly what you're saying. And no matter how much you believe that and how much effort you put into that, the Empire does not care.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was really powerful. And uh, that line especially gave me chills. And I like that they didn't show Crosshair immediately responding to it. I, I think he had his helmet on at that time. I don't remember. But... It like it was so. It was such an on the nose moment that I was kind of glad that we didn't get some big reaction from him because we didn't need it. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows, that's the line that all the clones say when the chip is there. But even for Crosshair, who I think, but but even for Crosshair, who we think know you know whatever's happening with his chip, um, <clears throat> he's continued to say it e- even in non kind of like robotic ways. It just hits so hard. Let me give you a quick episode summary for those who don't remember this episode, if you're listening later or catching up or the like. But, it, but it's a pretty simplistic episode in terms of plot. It's all just about character and how it happens. Um, Crosshair gets called to do a mission. He's going on this mission with other stormtroopers because that, that, he's kind of like the, the one clone who's allowed to do that. And they're going with this lieutenant who is clearly the kind of, like, fresh out of the academy. He's never been on a mission before, but he clearly seems to know everything and anything that he thinks is important, and he is very clear that the stormtroopers are good, the humans are good, the clones are bad, and the clones are just flat out expendable. And from the beginning, they go to this planet to to meet, as you said, the clones who've been guarding these crates, uh, led by this guy named Mayday. There are two. There's, their squad is down to just these three people. Everyone else has been killed. The lieutenant has no compassion, no sympathy. He says that's just all your fault. That's because you're bad clones. Uh, he c- continually talks about you know how how awful all the clones are, and uh, to their face, just having no compassion whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> he assumes command, which again is a nice reminder. I at first was confused because Mayday is a commander. This guy's a lieutenant, mm-hmm. but as I was reminded, uh, it's because as we've already established, like non-clones automatically outrank the same way that like all Jedi outranked all clones yeah. all humans as well outrank all clones so a lieutenant can give orders to a commander even the commander would normally be higher um, raiders attack their base uh, and that's where the other clones are killed so now it's just mayday of that original squad and lieutenant order, orders Mayday and Crosshair to go back and get the crates that were stolen by these raiders. He says, two people isn't enough. You know, this is going to be so bad for us. And lieutenant again says, you're expendable. Uh, the two of them go. They have some uh, fighting to do. They rescue the crates, but as, uh, uh, as part of the fighting, one of the crates gets blown up. They both get badly injured. And that's when they discover that the... the All that they have in in the crates, as you said, is the gear that they could have been using this whole time. But it's supposed to be reserved for the the stormtroopers. Mayday is injured and he tells Crosshair, "You, you go back by yourself. You take the crates back. And he says no. And Crosshair clearly decides that like saving his fellow clone, who's a reg, something that Crosshair especially had been putting down. Uh, back in season one a lot and, and there's the Bad Batch somewhat He rescues Mayday He comes back with Mayday He asks for Mayday to get medical help And the lieutenant just literally lets him die And says, "This that would be a waste of Imperial resources You all are expendable Even you, Crosshair, are expendable And that is just the breaking point for Crosshair and he, you know, sit in this wonderful moment, he says, Lieutenant, like still holding that place of respect, Lieutenant turns and Crosshair shoots him. And at that point, Crosshair then just kind of collapses. And we'll talk about why that happens. Uh, and and I thought he might be dead because it fades to black. And certainly you got the impression that Crosshair was pretty badly hurt from that mission as well. It fades to black. My heart stops for a few moments and then we come back in in some sort of hospital lab type situation with a, uh, a, a scientist or a doctor or a nurse saying to him, so are you Trooper? And she uses both his clone number, but then also uses his name. And then it seems a little compassionate, but also a little like you're kind of a science experiment. <clears throat> and just says to him, well, let, let's see how you do. And you just might live. And that's where we end. Did I miss any big parts?
1: No, I don't think you missed anything big. I didn't write down much as far as, like, the plot. I just wrote down thoughts and little notes about, like, people's names. Like, the other two original members of the clone squad, it was Commander Mayday and then Hex and Veach. Right. And I was... I just get so excited every time we get a named clone. I always write it down and I'm like, I can't wait to learn more about them. And then I literally have to write afterwards both Dead. killed yeah
0: it's am I right have we we've, we've almost all the new clones that we're seeing are all the new clones that we're meeting are new clones right we've we've seen very few clones who theoretically survived or who we knew in the Clone Wars but who, and then survived Order 66 right
1: yeah that's correct <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we've seen I mean Cody this season yeah
0: yeah and Rex of course but well, of course yeah <laughs> Which I, I can understand if for nothing else than asking D. Bradley Baker to perfectly do a voice that he did 15 years ago out of 35 voices he's done might be a little hard. Mm-hmm. But, although, one thing that I heard you know Clones much better than I do, and granted, it is the same voice actor. He's going to use some of the same intonation somewhat. All of the voices he does are somewhat distinct, but they're all the same voice actor. You know, they're going to blend together somewhat. But is it just me, or did Mayday sound an awful lot like Rex?
1: Yeah, it's pretty similar. To me, he Uh sounded like Rex if he didn't sleep for the entire war. Like, Mayday just sounded tired.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it.
1: Like, (laughs) he was very calm. He's very down-to-earth, very matter-of-fact. Overall, like, I don't know. He still had, like, a positive energy about him. Mm-hmm. Even though everything about him was so cynical, or everything around yeah. him was so bad and so cynical, he very much had that, like, keep the morale up for the squad, but, like, you can yep. just tell how tired and over it he is.
0: Yeah, he mentions—it's it, a wonderful bookend, because I, one thing I forgot is at the very start, we he, we overhear two clones talking to an Imperial officer, at, mm-hmm. at, and they've clearly been told, you're retired, and they're just like, what are we going to do now? We, we, you know, They're upset about this because they want to still be s- soldiers. And Mayday, all he's thinking about now is when I get to go home. Yeah. You know, when I get to move past this. And he doesn't say when I get to leave the army. It might be that he still wants to be in the army. But I thought that was a wonderful sort of counterpoint of, first of all, telling us that, that more and more of the clones are being retired and that they're unhappy about it. But Mayday at the other end, he's just ready to go home. But but as you said, also, he is still within the chain of command. He's not – he doesn't like what the lieutenant's doing, and he's not being terribly respectful to the lieutenant, but he doesn't refuse an order. He doesn't shoot the lieutenant. He doesn't demand something different. You know, he's just like, all right, our lieutenant's being stupid and giving us a dumb order. We got to go – but he doesn't question it beyond that.
1: Yeah. Like, he puts up some kind of resistance, you know, like you said when they – he sends them to go find the crate. He says, like, we can't do that with two men. If we're going to do that, I right. need your men. Yeah. And the lieutenant's like, no. He's like, okay. <laughs> I yeah. did my best.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: And, and I also
0: wonder there, because as you said, I think part of his loyalty is to his fellow clones, you know, and mm-hmm. it's uh, by the time of that second mission, you know, uh, Hex and Veers are both dead. <clears throat> so it is just him. And then Crosshair. And then he's also willing... Like, he doesn't say, you have to take these crates back. That's what's important. I think he's worried that if Crosshair tries to save him, Crosshair will die, too. And so he he doesn't know Crosshair. He's just men in this day. But he's still like, no, you go on. You leave me. I don't want you to have to die, too.
1: Yeah. Which was very... It was a very important moment. Because at the start of the episode... um. Okay, a little funny thing. But, you know, Go an forth. ambush happens. Um, we see either Veach or Hex chasing one of the raiders by, like, the shuttle that Crosshair came in on. The shuttle blows mm-hmm. up. Uh, the clone is killed. And Crosshair pulls off his helmet because of some feedback and he can't see well. And then he focuses again through his sniper rifle and shoots the raider. Yep. But... Not to kill, we see. Then he goes and he finds blood, which is just funny to me. Like, y'all, we don't bleed from blaster fire, we know that we should know that. <laughs> and yet, you're gonna be tracking this man through the snow of Barton 4 by his blood. Okay, sure. Anyways, <laughs> you know,
0: we just are not always the most consistent about right? that, and that's that's just uh. Remember, Obi-Wan said that only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise right. with, their, with their shooting. <laughs> um, so,
1: you know, mm-hmm. there
0: you go. There you go.
1: Yeah. And so then later, Crosshair and Mayday are tracking that guy again to try to find out where did the Raiders go? You know, we have to go recover these crates. And they find him dead in the caves. And Mayday says something about... I don't know what bothers me more. The fact that his comrades like left him to die or sorry. No, he says, I don't know what bothers me more. The fact that he's wearing stolen armor from us or the fact that his comrades left him here to die
0: mm. and crosshair
1: just goes, Oh, well like no point in carrying dead weight. <laughs> and made oh, kind of like right. pauses and he goes, remind me not to die on your watch.
0: You're so right, I totally forgot about that line. And yeah, that makes Crosshair carrying him at the end so much more powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. So important. Because, I mean, Crosshair's had that attitude this entire time. Yeah. He's always been about, like, you know, follow orders. If someone falls behind, that's on them. Kind yeah. Kind of a thing. And again, he's still saying it, but clearly he doesn't quite mean it anymore. Because he's seeing The Empire doesn't care. They're not going to reward me for being the only one who survives. They're not going to reward me for being, like, the one who makes it out. So, might as well actually start caring about the people around me.
0: Yeah. And
1: because him and Mayday see things so similarly, like we said before, with the good soldiers follow orders, and because Mm -hmm. Mayday has tried so hard to get the proper equipment, you know, he says when he's trying to disarm... Crosshair steps on a bomb, basically. Right after saying, there's no point in carrying dead weight. Crosshair steps on a bomb. A pressure grenade or whatever. And Mayday's disarming it in this like kind of MacGyver-type way because he doesn't have the proper equipment. And he says, you know, I wish I had the proper equipment for this, but the Empire's ignored all of my requests, so I've learned to improvise. I guess all the clones have had to after the war. Yeah. And... Yeah, I just liked that. It's mm-hmm. it's Mayday just like showing his resilience and like the lengths he's willing to go, and I think that means a lot to Crosshair. Of like, yeah, he's kind of just like me. Yeah. Like, go ahead.
0: It, no, you finish your thought.
1: Oh yeah, it's basically just Crosshair seeing we are super similar, and I'm seeing like what I'm destined to become if I keep just following orders. Without questioning or without looking out for my own good. Like, I waited on Camino for however many days. And Mm -hmm. here we are on a frozen planet and it's going to happen again. And the Empire is probably not going to help you out.
0: It's so true. And I think... There's something so powerful about what Crosshair goes through because I think it is so relatable, you know, and I, I know I felt this as someone with mental illness and, and my queerness and disability, and I've heard this talked about from, you know, pe- people of all sorts of like groups that that are mistreated. That sometimes you can sort of feel that, like, if you if you're the special one, if you're the one who is, like, you know, you can really make yourself loved by the the the, the group that's that's looking down on folks like you, then then you'll be okay, then you'll be accepted, and you'll be treated differently, you know. And I've heard, <clears throat> you know, women or, or people of color, or other queer people, give incredible talks about this idea. And, and when the moment comes when you realize, like, that in someone else's eyes, you're still just, you know, part of this group. And I think that's that's what's happening somewhat for for Crosshairs. Because he, he I think he even more than most of the Bad Batch, so to some extent all of the Bad Batch, not in, like, really bad ways, but they always saw themselves as above the regs, you know? And I think he has had a sense of, like, okay, whatever's happening to the regs, like, I'm still the best, sh- you know, sharpshooter in in the Imperial Army. Like, I'm not gonna get treated that way. I'm gonna get treated better than everyone else. And for him to have that that dual moment of no, I mean I'm just as expendable as they are. And also that helps him break through and have compassion because I don't think it's just him being being self-centered here. I think it's just that he he hates what is happening to Mayday and that, that that realization puts him in Mayday's shoes as well, as as well as Hex and Veers and all the others who are dying um. Yeah, it, I, I, I knew going into the season, like, I thought it was pretty obvious that we we're going to have Crosshair have some moment of breaking away from the Empire, and I knew they had to really do it well, and I think they absolutely gave me what I would have wanted.
1: Yeah. No, it was perfect, because it, like, it would have felt wrong to have Crosshair dessert. Yeah. Or just, like be like oh yeah i guess they were right i'm gonna leave now like that just wasn't it's not him and it doesn't make sense for his character but being pushed to the point of where the only option he can see is to take out his anger on Mm -hmm. a commanding officer who has abused him and his brothers so badly makes total sense
0: yeah because he doesn't try to rally the other stormtroopers to his side. He doesn't try to report this guy. He doesn't do anything to try and fix the overall situation. Like you said, it is just this person has quite literally just killed my, my brother officer, my brother soldier. I, I have to just, you know, and it's, you know, it's very cross, crosshairs. Anger doesn't burn hot. It's ice cold, mm-hmm. you know, and so for it to be that very, like, calm, controlled, Say the guy's, you know, say lieutenant, have him turn around, shoot him. But it's still, you, you can see how much anger there is. It was such a perfect moment for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I loved it.
0: So why do you think he collapses at the end? Because I, I have a couple of different interpretations of what that could be, but I'm curious, what was your reading of it?
1: Um, My understanding is like, You know, Mayday kind of saved him by pushing him behind this rock during the avalanche that injured them both. And so Uh Mayday was injured worse than him, but he still got flattened by an avalanche. And then had to, you know, carry this quote-unquote dead weight over this, like, icy tundra for overnight, you know? And they were sitting there. They had to stop at one point. Oh, my God, it broke my heart. Crosshair, like puts Mayday down against this rock, and Mm -hmm. Crosshair's lost his helmet, Mayday still has his, and he just literally, like, hugged Mayday to him. They just, like, huddled together, like, for warmth, like, Crosshair's, like, shivering so badly, and, like, we see kind of the sunset, and that's the night, and then the next day they manage to make it back to the outpost, and so I took it as, like, Crosshair has just been... Like, he's exhausted. He's injured. He went through this trauma. He then had to drag someone however many miles or kilometers back to the outpost in these unforgiving, harsh, like, weather circumstances. And he doesn't even have a helmet. So I just took it as, like, probably frostbite, exhaustion, fatigue, you know, like, that's how I took him collapsing. Yeah. I I think that makes
0: a lot of sense. There was a small part of me wondering, like, is this supposed to be some like, last remnant of the chip or something that he's broken what he's supposed to do? I I don't think that's what it is. I really don't want that to be in any way. I I think it's what you're saying, along with you know, kind of the, the mental break of, like, what has kept him going through all this, through losing all of his friends, through being around these stormtroopers who don't respect him and don't respect everything he's done, is the good soldiers follow orders. That's who I am. That's all of his identity, and he's had to sustain that through all of this, and now even that is gone. You know, it it just is that sense of a person who's just, like you said, physically broken, mentally broken, like there's just nothing left there, and uh, in a way I thought the next question that he ever hears being someone asking him his name, and and asking him, and like do you prefer the number or the name, was so perfect, because I think he's just to the point where just like I'm really... Like, I'm glad that he's not like, okay I have to go find the Bad Batch right now. Everything. I I think he just he doesn't have this new direction. He's he's just done with everything.
1: I agree. Yeah. He doesn't have a plan. He doesn't have some higher purpose he's trying to fight for. He doesn't even know about the idea of a rebellion or care about it. I think at this point, Mm -hmm. like, I agree. He's just so broken down that, like. I don't think he cared what happened to him after he shot that lieutenant. He probably expected yeah. to be shot down immediately. Yeah, I and think he so true. And just didn't care because that man had abused him in Mayday so badly, and he just wanted him dead, and he didn't see anything else worth living for, therefore he didn't care about the consequences.
0: Yeah. I think I think that's very true. And I think when he wakes up, he may be just like, wait, why am I still here?
1: Yeah. A bit of confusion.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: The last thing I want
0: to ask about is, what do you think of the lieutenant?
1: I mean, I hated him. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i asking because he played the role
0: he was supposed to play perfectly. I had a few moments of wishing he was a little more subtle. Like, his his evil and his utter disregard for the clones just seemed if I'm surrounded by people with guns and I keep telling them to their face how expendable they are, there's a lack of self-preservation in that. Just a debate. Like it just, I don't know. I, I kind of wished he had been dialed down, just like from like ten to eight, like still just as bad, mm-hmm. but maybe a little more subtle, a little more like you read between the lines to understand who he is. Uh, it, it felt like they had to really hammer us over the head with just how bad he was to justify Crosshair doing what he did. Um, am I am I being too picky here? Or what, what what was your take on him?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I you're right. It was very heavy handed. He was very yeah. aggressive about it. But I also think that we've been seeing a more subtle version of that in Rampart through the entire show, you know? We've seen the Empire, you know, like I said, abuse and just, like, be so careless with their lives the entire time. Right. And I think you're right. It is a lack of self-preservation, but also this is his first mission. You know, when he gets there, Mayday asks him, how many missions have you led? And Nolan doesn't respond. And yeah. Mayday goes, that's what I thought. <laughs> and Mayday had also said to him, Nolan said some BS about, and you will respect me, bah, 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 because bah, bah. you know. Mm-hmm. And Mayday said, in my experience, respect is something to be earned.
0: Such a good line.
1: Such a good line. And I loved it because then we see that exact thing happen for Mayday. He earns Crosshair's respect. Yeah. And clearly Nolan didn't. Because Crosshair killed him. And so, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It was super heavy-handed. He has no self-preservation skills. But also, I think it is a kid's show. And maybe in order to, like, justify a killing two children, they wanted it to be so heavy-handed.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm the person who also wanted Pong Krell to be less heavy-handed, so, you know, this is just my thing in general. Pong Krell is out of
1: control, though. Like, I agree (laughs) on that one. It was too much.
0: (laughs) I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's all I had for this episode. Any other kind of last comments you wanted to make? I mean, other than I think we can just make emotional noises for a long time about how good this was and... Right? Um, All the feelings.
1: Yeah, I've got... you best believe I've got some notes I've got some things I, to say I knew you did um, I knew first you did. of all opening scene we see Crosshair he's got his toothpick again I loved it I just yep. it's such a perfect little character quirk for him like chewing on a toothpick and after um, Nolan comes up to him sees that there's other clones on the ship and is like Ugh, like clones Crosshair goes problem and he goes yeah yeah I don't like used equipment and then Nolan gets on the ship and Crosshair just flicks his toothpick and follows. It was so
0: interesting because in that moment, I thought that what Nolan was saying was like, I, and I wonder if this is what Crosshair heard, was, I'm talking about the regs. You, Crosshair, you, super soldier, you know, uh, uh, you know sharpshooter, mm-hmm. you're okay. But it's, it's those that I don't like. Um, cause or else it just seems so stupid to say that directly to a clone, but then later we learn that, no, he is that stupid. He is so. that dumb, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was such a good moment, and the toothpick is, it's always been so good.
1: It's always been great. Um, talking about Mayday now, didn't think I liked mullets. I guess I like mullets. Also okay. his beard, incredible. Like, I love to I- see a luscious beard on a clone. As a person
0: with a, with a, 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 who lives a bearded life, I am very happy to see more facial hair on the clones. I'm here for it.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just so handsome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Such a beautiful man. I will mourn him for weeks to come. Um, oh, another thing I liked is when they were kind of attacking the raiders outpost. You know, Mayday had made a comment about having to be more resourceful. And we saw him use, and I think this is for the first time, we saw him use two blaster rifles at once. Or I think mm. I think they're called rifles. I don't know. But the normal blaster that clones carry, he used two at once. Right. Where normally we've seen commanders, like, Commander Cody uses one. Captain Rex uses two pistols. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, yeah, he probably would have had two pistols if he could have. He wants to be, like, double gunned. And it makes no sense to use two normal guns. Yet he's had right. to improvise. And that's his way of fighting now. And I just thought that was cool. Um, I wrote here, Crosshair really just refuses to die. Because he's... I think he's living on spite alone. Like, there's no way... Like, he should yeah. have died, but he's just like, no.
0: <laughs> and, and I think that may be it as well, is that what he's living on is just... I'm following orders. That's what I gotta do. Nothing is gonna stop me, and that's part of why he just gives up at that very end. Because, yeah, it's the the only thing that's keeping him going is just spite at the bad batch. And, you know, yep. I'm right, they're wrong, and... Uh, I don't want to psychoanalyze him, but that alone would be enough to, like, drop someone, you know? Just, like, if, you, if you've if you been living on just this spite of, like, I have to show my former colleagues, that, like, my former compatriots, that I was right, they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And now, like, that's gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What else here? Oh, the scientist at the end, her name's Emery. Mm-hmm. She is the same scientist we saw in the last episode with the Zillow Beast, she is the scientific assistant to Dr. Hemlock. So, oh, when she said, like, once you recover, the doctor will come, she's talking about Dr. Hemlock.
0: I didn't put that together, but that's mm-hmm. so good. So, so, whatever he's in for is more, it, 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 there's more cloning in his future, probably. Like, that, that's the idea might be that they want to make a whole new set of clones based on him, the super mm-hmm. soldier, instead of just the Django Fett models. Who yep. are already, like, genetically enhanced to be a lot better than yep. soldier.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's, that'll be interesting. I wonder if we'll see him and Nala say ending up as unlikely comrades or anything like that. Because mm. I don't, I truly don't believe he's going to die like this. You know, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. He's, of course, going to get out. He's Crosshair. Everyone loves him too much. There would be riots in the streets. Like, you couldn't just kill him that way. Um,
0: I think we have to eventually have a moment of the entire Bad Batch reunited. Echo coming back and Crosshair coming back.
1: Ugh. My heart would sing. That would be right? so beautiful. Um, Yeah. The only other thing I'd written down for this episode was, I just love Mayday. He's... Ugh, His funny little quips, like when he goes, he gets the bomb. He's pretty sure it's disarmed. And Crosshair mm-hmm. goes to move and he goes, whoa, whoa, don't get off it yet. I'm going to go. I'm going to hide around that bed. Like, yeah. when I tell you, slowly lift your foot. And Crosshair's like, you don't sound very confident about this. <laughs> and Mede goes, oh, I'm confident. I'm just not stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which... It's funny because I saw the exact same thing happen in Arrow, which I'm rewatching for dubious reasons. Mm -hmm. And it was the scene where the person who does it is like, "Okay, I'm going to stay here with you. And like, I'll guide you through it. and I'll hold your hand. I'm thinking like, why do you both have to die? Yeah. And realizing that I've I've seen that moment a hundred times. And normally the other person stays with them and is like, I'll be here with you. Either we both make it or we don't. And like. There's a nice emotional moment there, but also mm. it's stupid. It and I like no him sense. being like I'm doing I've done everything I can to help you. I hope it works, but if it doesn't I don't want to be I'll, dead too. <laughs> I'll remember you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I had. Um I mean I'm not gonna shut up, up <clears throat> shut up about Mayday for any time in the future i'll just keep talking about him but i'll take my thoughts to tiktok rather than making everyone stay here longer
0: (laughs) you know we'll direct people to tiktok because it's totally worth seeing i'm I'm all here for it i'm all here for the love of the bearded clones as well as to me i mean not only did the beard look good but i thought it was also very symbolic because it was you know the clone like again i've never been in the military but i've known enough people who have been to know that like you know keeping up things like proper grooming and like you know keeping yourself shaved and and your hair well kept and stuff like that that like in really dire situations where discipline is starting to break down or just the sense of like everything is normal we have to do what we have to do is breaking down that those are some of the first things to get forgotten you know mm-hmm. and that so to me the, the moment i saw him having that thick beard you know my first thought was like okay things have not been right on this little planet for a long time
1: yeah yeah and that just goes into like what i was saying before about he's just so tired he's just so over it like you said he just wants to go home you know he makes a comment to crosshair about you know they're coming to get the gear by the end of the week and then hopefully me and my squad can get out of here
0: yeah yeah he's just done he's just done Well, this was a great episode as always um for those who are patrons stick around because we've got a new shazam movie coming out not not star wars connected at all but like something aaron and i both love so we're going to talk about that just a little bit in our bonus content uh but for those who aren't sticking around aaron uh you mentioned tiktok tell us more about your tiktok your uh other social media places where people can find you
1: yeah um so i do cosplay stuff on the side um most of my TikTok and Instagram tend to be about that. I'm Lady Tano Creates, all one word, all spelled normal. Um, both on TikTok and Instagram. I have been on a little like mini hiatus lately cuz I was on vacation and then I got my wisdom teeth out and I'm just slowly getting back to it, but um I've had That's some drafts on posting things like that. So, if you guys like To hear my thoughts about, you know, the Bad Batch, things like that. I have some other just, like, general nerdy things that I'll give my thoughts on. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just a lot of crafting and things that I'm doing with my Ahsoka cosplay. Go ahead, follow along, see what I'm up to.
0: Yeah, it is awesome stuff to check out. Definitely check that out. For myself, also, I have a big announcement I want to make. This podcast was started, and uh, everything I've been doing up till now has been part of the Stranded Panda Podcast Network, It's an amazing network of podcasts. The MCU cast, which I often talk about with Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, is kind of the flagship of that. Uh, And it has been a fantastic place for this podcast to be birthed and grown. And I'm so proud of all the great things I've gotten to do with them. And I will still continue to have nothing but love in my heart for that podcast network and and all the people involved. Uh, But we are making a move. Uh, truestory.fm, which is uh, another great podcast network. It's the one that does the Marvel Movie Minute that I've guested on a bunch of times. They also have the eight, uh, the 80s podcast that I've been a part of. This podcast, as well as my other podcast, Superhero Ethics, are both going to be moving over to there. Um, it's just a better fit in a lot of ways for the, the kind of direction that I'm taking this podcast. Again, nothing but love for Stranded Panda. I'm going to still have that, some of those folks on as guests. I'm going to still guest on some of their shows everything is happy and copacetic there it's just going to be a little bit of a better fit for you the listeners if all goes well in technical land nothing should change uh, you should still be getting the same RSS feeds that you are the same websites will still be working uh, if you do not get if you hopefully you're hearing this episode if you do not get next week's episode please contact us email Matthew at superhero uh, sorry Matthew at the ethical dot com or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook. All the links are in the show notes. Let me know, and that'll let me know there's a technical problem. I don't think it'll happen. I think all that will will handle as it is. For the patrons, um, what you've paid so far, you're going to keep all the membership benefits you get uh true story fm has a membership program and so i'm going to be shifting over to that from patreon but all of you will get you know carried over in uh those of you who are going to be getting uh free merchandise because you're at that level you will still be getting that we're going to do those send out in june when we're halfway through the year for anybody who's been thinking about being a patron i really of course always want your support this is the only time i'm going to say hold off for a week or two. Uh, I want to get the membership program up and going fully and then have you sw- uh, have you sign up there instead of as a patron. But pretty much everything is going to stay the same in terms of benefits, all that kind of stuff. So uh, thank you all for all your support. And of course, most importantly, though. Uh forgetting about all that, I just want to let you know, what do you think of this episode? What did you think? Was this the right way to give us this moment in Crosshair's journey that we all knew was coming? Uh, what did you think of Mayday? What did you think of Lieutenant? Send us feedback. You can send it to Matthew at TheEthicalPanda.com. You can also find us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook basically by searching for The Ethical Panda, but you can also just look at the show notes. All those links will be there. Uh, So to our patrons, hang out just a few moments and we will get into the magic of Shazam. For everybody else, thank you so much and have a great day.
1: plus.